can't even read it without cracking up. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for it. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. I have to be able to read this. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Maniacs. It's Midsummer Maniacs. Midsummer Maniacs. Is a recap podcast dedicated to the ITV show Midsummer Murders. Each week we cover a different episode of the show and talk about the murder, the mayhem, the loonies, and everything else we love. We are a spoiler podcast. So if you haven't watched the episode, don't listen to this. And if your kids can handle bees, they can handle this. See, I just did it all so efficiently. Spoiler, I'm Mark. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> But you know that by now if you're listening. (laughs) I got two people this week said, I I started listening to your show just this week. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Welcome, new listeners. Absolutely. (laughs) Welcome to the crazy train. Oh, yeah. We're almost into the last midsummer station. We're we're in that dark tunnel between the last bit of light and the end of the road. Sarah, we're not there. We're in the corner of shame. We are. We made mistakes. We made mistakes mistakes last week we we take full responsibility for our mistakes we were misinformed about things and spread that misinformation among our listeners we stand corrected i went off on lawrence welk without looking him up (laughs) (laughs) well you based it on memory and your memory was wrong lawrence welk was born in america to german immigrants who spoke german at home hence he had a german accent even though he was born in america he was he spoke german almost till adulthood we're sorry, Lawrence. Yeah. And your bubble machine and your this champagne music. I did also do some research into, he was a enormous real estate mogul. I didn't know that. He built a, he built a, a office building that looked like a ship. Whoa. Yep. Did it have bubble machines in every elevator? No, no. Should have. He was, he was straight ahead. Every time the doors opened, bubbles should have come out. <laughs> Like a straight ahead guy in Culver City, California. That's where he lived. And he had, he owned like huge amounts of real estate there. Well, and so this isn't a correction, it's an addition. But you had mentioned that one of the things they did often on the show was to do covers of popular songs in the Lawrence Welk polka style. Yes. We, we had one of those sent to us. Yes. One toke over the line, which yeah. is just so funny to hear. Yes. Basically gospel singers singing one toke over the line. It's like, did they not know what that meant? They're talking about the pot. (laughs) It's the pot. It definitely was. It's not a gospel song. Lawrence introduces it as a gospel song, and it's not. Just because they say sweet Jesus, it's not a gospel song. It's about being too high. Yeah, the office building located at 1299 Ocean Avenue in Arizona Street was meant to look like an ocean liner he took the name of the street literally huh or maybe he thought california was going to flood someday he was fantastically successful at real estate well yeah good for him yeah the other thing that we misspoke about is katie brand and this is completely my fault it's totally my fault i said she was joe brand's daughter she's not nor is she related to any of the other brands that people jabbed us about i'm clear on that now 
Russell Brand. I cannot imagine. You Just imagine if Joe Brand, Katie Brand, and Russell Brand really were related. I want to go to that Christmas dinner. Yes. That I would be also. awesome. Did you know she won Celebrity Mastermind? Yeah, but do you know what her topic was? What? Dirty Dancing. Oh. She is obsessed with that movie, and she's even written a book. Oh, I know she's written a couple of books. She she wrote a book about it called I Carried a Watermelon. Do you know why it's called that? I, I've never seen Dirty Dancing. <gasps> <laughs> what? I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie, but it is kind of culturally important, I think. Okay. So there's a scene where, you know who Baby is, right? Yes. Nobody puts Baby in the corner. No one puts Baby in the corner. When she meets Hunky Dance Man for the first time, yes. Patrick Swayze, yeah. She's so flummoxed because he's so hunkity hunkity. Yes. And she is coming to this party. And when she was coming in, they were carrying in watermelons. And she offered to carry one and carried it in. And then she meets him. And he's like, hello. And she's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm a teenager. And I'm stupid. And I don't know what to say. And he's like, welcome to the party. She's like, I carried a watermelon. And then she's like, oh, I'm stupid that I said that. She regrets saying that. But it's actually the 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 movie has been analyzed in all, all these different ways and it's like culturally important in all these different ways and about abortion and about women's rights and about you know parental relationships and about women's coming of age and all that stuff. Anyhow, we're sorry for those Mistakes that we made. Thank you for correcting us and letting us know that we had made those mistakes. We are always happy to. We make fun, but it's. I'd rather be. I don't have to be right. No. I'd, I'd rather be give correct information. I don't want to spread misinformation. There's enough no. of that crap going on in the world. Speaking of misinformation, we did a mini episode on this uh, topic. We did. We but did. we didn't misinform. No, we didn't. But and we should probably say what we're talking about this week is season twenty-one, episode three, "The Sting of Death." Yes, it's so, the B episode. Yes. But before we dive into the Sting of Death, a couple yeah. of announcements. One, we will be taking next week off because Mark will be at a comic book conference in Columbus, Ohio. So we're taking next week off. Yes. So we will not. I'll be, be in Columbus, that. Ohio. If anybody's in Columbus, Ohio, at the space. Comic book convention. Right on. The other thing we have before we dive in is Sarah's Recommendation Corner. It's another fun book for you that I just happened to cross and just laughed hysterically the entire time I was reading well, that's it. good. It's called Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint English Village by Maureen Johnson. Now, now this is, a, it's, it's almost like, so in art, there's a concept of null space, mm. right? Where you make a shape based on the shapes around it. Right. This book does the same thing with Midsummer. Mm -hmm. It comes right up to the edge of Midsummer, but doesn't say the word. But the other thing it does is it comes right up to the edge of Marple and Poirot and like so many other British murder mysteries. Maureen Johnson clearly has watched everything that we have watched, read everything we've read. It is so funny. That's good. And the illustrations are in the style of kind of an Edward Gorey style. Oh, neat. He's the one who did the the animation at the beginning of Masterpiece Mystery on PBS. Yes. You might be familiar with his style from there. Yes. But he's also illustrated tons and tons of other amazing things. But- Wow, you yeah, you read this book. It's got like ten common places to die in an English village, and events you should not go to if you're in an English village, including the historical reenactment where somebody is going to get shot. 
even yes. though the guns are not supposed to be loaded yes. and the spears are not supposed to be sharp. Yes. Like it is just so funny. It's so funny. So excellent. Your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village by Maureen Johnson is Sarah's recommendation of the week. Excellent. So we did a mini episode for this. Uh, the Sting of Death. The Sting of Death. A long time ago. It was called Don't Eat the Honey. Hopefully you've, watched, you've listened to, to that. Don't eat the bubbles from the week before. Yes. Hopefully you've listened to that before you listen to this um, and you've watched the episode. And that we covered. Uh, we asked, what does WMF stand for on the frames? of? Yeah, uh, I still don't know. I have been to far too many B websites. Yeah. I don't know what this means. It's clearly on them. And if you do a search, sometimes you find pictures of frames mm-hmm. with WMF on them. Oh, so it's not just the real owner of those beehives like brand, no. like they brand their equipment I with d- their initials I don't know or what's going on there. We need a bee expert. Yes. Absolutely. Out there. If there's a bee expert out there, let us know. We also who asked who was the incredibly cheap drunk, who we'll talk about. And then we went on... Uh, a kind of bee honey historical tour, mm-hmm. which included mellification, mm-hmm. which, which is, is embalming in honey, which, which with the addition of people eating it later, and ended with eating your ancestors. We, we talked about bee apps. <laughs> yes. And we also talked about mad honey, which was a Roman method of assassination, basically. Mm-hmm. Where you poison the honey. We'll be mentioning another Roman assassination method in this episode. Absolutely. So this episode was broadcast the 21st of March, 2021. Yeah, last week. That's... Basically last week when I went through, I always look up all the actors on IMDb and see what else they've been in. And I, I look for horrible movies and all that stuff. And for so many of them, this is their last credit, their most recent credit, not because they've all dropped dead, but because after this, the pandemic hit and they haven't been in anything since. Yeah. They're just now like starting production again on stuff. So they don't have any credits more recent than this, which is just terrifying. I know. Like, it, it, there's going to be asterisk years mm-hmm. for everything. Well, no, not, yes, it's terrifying because of the pandemic, but I was saying it's terrifying because we're basically caught up and uh, that's terrifying. Essentially, there was a year between when the last episode was shown in this one mm-hmm. because there was a pandemic. <laughs> when, when episode two and episode three aired? Yeah. Yeah. This is all the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you see how they have no idea that any of that craziness is coming. It's filmed in April, May 2019. Yeah. They're running around blissfully unaware. Licking of stuff, <laughs> spitting everywhere. Yeah. Not wearing masks. Getting close to people's faces, sharing drinks. They're yep. just doing all kinds of crazy things. 5.56 million views. Matt Carter directed it and Julia Gilbert wrote it just uh, in case you're wondering, so the new season is in production now, and the latest information I have on the newest season... On season 23? On season 23 is that there is an episode, and it is directed by a gentleman by the name of Leon Lopez. Okay. Now, Leon Lopez has directed a number of things, including Soft Lad, Holyoaks, Emmerdale, Coronation Street, Death in Paradise. It's Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks. Yeah. Hollyoaks. So he's he's done 
lots of work in in this area and uh he is super pleased with the fact that his new thing that he's directing he says it's a dream job and he's unbelievably excited that's awesome yep thank you universe he says we're excited for you leon yeah and uh i i may have uh Reached out to Leon, so maybe you never know. Maybe. He may see uh, Leon uh, on the the uh, pod in the possibility in the near future. He is doing episode blank of season twenty three. It's all crossed out <laughs> on the, on the screen, but the date of it is thirteenth of May two thousand twenty two. So this is either episode two or three or yeah. four. Cool. The next season. Well, so. Sign of Death is set in Granville Norton. Yes. And the main family in this episode is the Deddingtons, who live at Apley Court. At Deddington Court. Oh, no. It's no. Apley Court, Deddington why, why Hall. Is, why is it Apley Court? Because apiary, I guess. Apley. Though the last name Deddington just made me keep thinking of dead and deadites. Yeah. Deadites are from Evil Dead. They're like zombie guys from the Evil Dead. You're the Deadingtons. They should be much more goth than they are. They should be goth beekeepers. They should be, but they're they're not. They're they're though it gets weird at the end with the costumes. Yeah, it does. So there's three siblings: Ambrose, Tamara, or Tamara, and Melissa. Yes. And then Melissa has a son named Jude. Jude. And they're all in the bee business. Ambrose Deddington is played by Griff Reese Jones. Yes. Uh, he recently did a series called Griff's Great Britain, and it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's super good. It made me nauseous once when he was on that high rise. He followed some people who cleaned windows yeah. on high rises in London, and I can't handle that kind of height thing i had to look away for a while <laughs> it kind of he kind of does these challenges every episode and yeah and has a certain amount of time to do them but it's like the history of of england it's mm-hmm. really cool you should look it up i remember him from not the nine o'clock news yes a million years ago yes oh he's just funny 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 yeah he's super he's not funny. funny in this i i don't know why he's not as funny oh because the role didn't call for it i guess but they are the beekeeping family, right? They have been keeping bees for centuries. Yes. They're very posh about it. And they uh, have an entire bee-themed thing in their house, in their garden. And But obviously, at some point in time, they were hard up for money because... They sold off the dower house. Yeah, Do you so know what a dower house is? That's where the wife... The widow of the old man who dies in the house goes to live after he dies. Because women have always outlived men. Yes. <laughs> so you build a house for your mother to go live in when your dad dies. <laughs> and it's like out by the gatehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't live in the big house anymore. No, no, no. There Why can only can't be- I? There's all this room. Why there, can't I? No. no, get out to the dower house. There can only be one woman of the house. And it's not her anymore. Reminds me of uh, the episode with Mr. Toad and all of his wives. Yeah, because the killer lives in a dower house. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's the first wife. I'm sorry, we spoiled it in an episode that we covered years Five ago. Five years ago, That whatever. was released years ago, so. Yeah. So Ambrose and Tamara, or Tamara, I'm just going to say Tamara, because that's how Americans say it. Sorry, yeah. I'm just going to screw it up every Tomorrow. time. They, they run the honey business now because Melissa, their sister, is loopity-doopity as okay. a result of doing too many drugs, it's kind of implied. Sort of. 
don't know. Like, okay, even if she did too many drugs, mm. she is in need of medical care. Yes. She gets out of the house. Yeah. She doesn't know how to eat. No. She probably needs medication that she's not taking. Mm-hmm. She needs constant care. Jude is doing his best. Uh, she breaks into the dower house because she thinks that's where she's supposed to live and has a knife and is going to kill the current inhabitant. All of these She things. needs supervision. Yeah. As far as I can tell, she didn't do anything wrong. She may have taken some drugs. But I mean, she didn't do something that means that she should no longer be part of the family. Yeah, it's annoying. But to your point, they must have needed some money because they were willing to backstab her and not give her the dower house like she was supposed to have. And now she and her son live in like a tumble down farm shack thing. And the dower house has been sold to... Well, been no given to. So it's not that they need money because he gifts it. Well, he Ambrose gifts it, gifts because, it to his oncologist. He knows the secret. Yes. So he gifts it to his oncologist and his oncologist's husband, who is um, Cal, who's still living there. Yes. Right. So there's all those people. And then there's the, the Brookthorpes, which is Reverend Brookthorpe and yes. his daughter Hannah, who's she just. He has come. such a great voice. So. Reverend Brookthorpe is played by Derek Griffiths. Okay. And what Derek Griffiths is most known for is kids' shows. Oh, he does lots of kids' For like the first 40 years of his career, he was in kids' show after kids' show and was funny. I can see that. He is such a great voice. This is a really strange role for him. But he was in a movie. uh, I can't include it in our horrible movies, but Mark's seen it because I know you've not seen this movie. At least I hope you haven't seen it. He was in a movie in 1972 that was written by John Cleese and Graham Chapman from Mm -hmm. Monty Python, which would make you think, oh, that sounds like it would be a good movie. But they then had their names removed from the movie before it was released. And the name of the movie was changed. And when it was released, it was called Rent-A-Dick. Rent-A-Dick. Yes. I've not seen this movie. Well, the Reverend Brookthorpe is in it. Rent-A-Dick. Is he the dick that gets rented? No. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, that's a name for a movie. Oh, okay. I wonder if that's a Handmade Films joint. I don't know. but it's, So Handmade Films, which is George Harrison's production yeah, company. I yeah. wonder if. But it's about two rival private investigators who have been oh. pitted against each other. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not actually about like penises or anything. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Ambrose has got something going on on the side. Why is he hiding it that he has this thing? He's- I don't know. What's wrong with him going out with Dr. Lowe? There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I guess Tamara might get jealous. His I, sister I might get jealous. Okay. She's a single adult. Mm-hmm. Ambrose is a single adult. They did have a professional relationship. Yeah. I understand that. But now that Ambrose is cured from cancer, because he never had it, mm-hmm. I have no problem with them having a relationship. Why? Really, would they- if I was Tamara, I would be happy he was keeping her close because <laughs> she's the only one alive besides them who knows the secret. Yeah. And I would think you'd want to keep her close. I would think you'd want to keep her very happy and maybe get in a little nicer car than that antique bug. What's wrong with the yellow VW bug? Somebody's taking shots at them. Yeah. It's Linda. <laughs> no, it's Cyrus. No, Linda. The I thought bushy. Cyrus was the photographer. No, remember, Cyrus doesn't even go to the photography club. Oh, that's right. It's all Linda. She's taking pictures, walking down the street with her digital camera. <laughs> so <laughs> Linda is Linda Babbage. She's the housekeeper of the entire village. Yes. 
So she cleans house for the Deddingtons and she cleans the surgery and, and so there, helps out at the church. There and, are two jobs for for char women in Midsummer. Yes. One, you find bodies. Yes. And two, you blackmail people. Right. That's all. That's, that's right. There's. Yeah. There are and several examples of both. <laughs> whether either one of those is your main role, you can also steal stuff. Well, you, steal, either to sell steal or, or as part of blackmail. Yeah. That's yes. kind of, it's like an accessory skill you can have in Midsummer if you want to. You can add that to your character sheet. You know, thief. Yes. To Ambrose is, I don't know, I guess he's he's alerted that something's going out, going on outside. So he yes. runs outside and sees that somebody in a beekeeper's costume, beekeeper suit, is uh, hacking at his beehives with a with an axe, and he gets attacked. Yes, and gets hit on the head, and you think oh, he's dead before even the credits. Yeah, he's not. They do dead. a good job of making you think he's dead before the credits. Yeah, did you notice where he falls down? In the middle of the of a maze, a topiary maze. It is a maze. Do you know the difference between a maze and a labyrinth? A labyrinth has one way through it. That's right. So the movie Labyrinth is about a maze. Yes. <laughs> because if it was a labyrinth, she could just keep walking and she'd eventually get to the middle. Yes. But there's all kinds of tricks and turns. The, there's a nice... It's shaped like a like a beehive. Yeah, and there's a nice shot from above. Nice beehive. Uh, nice. nice uh, a bird's eye view shot. Yeah, it's not a beehive. It's shaped like a honeycomb. Yes. Yeah, like Absolutely. the cells that they make. So then they do the credits. And did you notice what the clever little thing they did with the credit? They start with bees coming to the hive. Mm-hmm. Then the bees go in the hive. Mm-hmm. Then there's pictures of bees in the hive. Then there's pictures of somebody taking the honey out of the hive. And then the last shot of the credits is somebody serving that honey. Oh. It's the entire life cycle of honey. Yeah. The, the credits in season 21 are really good yeah every time they do they do they obviously they had with all of these shows the showrunner has a meeting at the beginning of the series Mm -hmm. with the principal people who are part of that series and one of the things obviously the showrunner was like we need to update the credits and so we want to have fun credits. Yeah, we want to have thematic credits instead of just the B-roll of old ladies on tricycles riding through the village kind of stuff. Exactly. Which is what they used to have. Do you know what the most expensive honey in the world is? I, I do, in fact. It's oh. elvish honey. Yes, but it has nothing to do with elves. No, it has nothing to do. It, <laughs> and really, it's a Turkish boondoggle if there ever was one. It sure is. We were out one day and I saw some bees near a cave mm-hmm. and I found this incredibly special honey. That we can only harvest with professional cavers. Yes. So we're going to charge $6,800 a kilo. $6,800 a gram. Not a No, ki- it's a kilo. I read For it, 38 ounces. I read it was a gram. No. That would be crazy expensive. Yes. The thing is, it's just, yeah, it's it, it's a hive in a cave and there's some foliage around that's nice. But you're just paying for cavers to yeah. risk their bits by lowering themselves into a hole full of bees. It's originally called Perry Bally, which means fairy honey. So that's why it's called Elvish that's honey. That's why it's called Elvish honey. Uh, I have in my notes, turkey boondoggle. Then I... What's the most reasonably priced expensive honey? Like honey that you would put on your table? Mm, I don't know. The Manuka honey. Oh, from Australia? It's only from New Zealand. New Zealand, sorry. Yeah. 
Because they feed on manuka pollen. Which supposedly has all this extra stuff to it. I'm like, I don't want to take medicine honey. I want to take good tasting honey. Yeah, like clover honey or orange blossom honey are good. I don't think I've ever had manuka honey. I don't think it tastes bad. Uh, I'm going to say if you want honey that is super good, go to your local farmer's market and get some honey from a local bee producer. It's going to be the tastiest because it's it's nice for the people who live near you. It's absolutely nice for the people who live near you. We did a lot of bee research for the mini episode and I was like, kind of mentioned a lot of fun stuff about honey and bees and stuff. Then. Yeah, we kind of covered meat in in the, in the mini episode. But then I was kind of browsing around. I was like, I found a very interesting fact about bees I did not know. What did you find out? Bees can fart. Oh. And do quite often, actually. Well, they excrete, so... Well, they eat pollen. Yeah. And it's very fine, so they swallow a lot of air. <laughs> Maybe that's why they can fly so well, because they're full of air. Well, the dog should be able to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're little fart-powered bees. But there's this this website called reviveabee.com that has a lot of information about, like, if you find a bee that's wet, like what you can do to help them so they can fly again, or um, a starving bee, like, can you put sugar water out for them? Because, I mean, we're concerned about honeybees, right? And we, we want them to, to thrive. And it's a very nice site, but there's an entire page about bee farts on this website. And it's very serious. What, what I'm amazed by is, so there is a lot of conservation work done on bees right now. It's mm-hmm. very important um, because they help with our agriculture and all sorts oh, yeah. of things. But when I was a kid in the 70s, killer bees were the rage. Oh my gosh, everybody was afraid of killer Everyone bees. Everyone was terrified of killer bees. So I remember when anybody saw any bee, they would kill it immediately yeah. and run screaming around about, there's killer bees coming from South America. Yeah. <laughs> I remember reading a book about okay, killer first, bees. Okay, first, if you only see one, it's not a killer bee. I remember <laughs> reading a book about killer bees, which in the first paragraph said, in the first chapter basically said, they're not coming, they're not dangerous, and they're not killers. Don't worry about it. I them. was like, why am I reading the rest of this book? <laughs> but it's like what Jaws did for sharks. Yeah. You know, made everybody so it was afraid of- totally of, it manufactured of the, panic. Yeah. There were like killer bee movies and everything. <laughs> Swarm. That was a killer bee. Oh movie. yeah. So well. So the speaking of swarm, the swarm protect app. Yes. Is in use in midsummer, right? So Ambrose's swarm from that particular hive yes. that has been attacked. I guess it just takes off. So they've got to track it to find it and bring it back, right? Have you ever seen that lady on YouTube who moves bees? No. Like barehanded? No. Oh, she's amazing. Her name's Erica Thompson. She's Texas Bee Works. Okay. I can't believe you haven't seen her. Okay. So she makes YouTube videos. She's a, she's a beekeeper. She's okay. an expert in this stuff. She doesn't wear protective clothing or anything, right? Okay. So bees invade someplace they're not supposed to be. Let's say, I, I don't know, they're in your gazebo. Yeah. Right? Your gazebo's full of bees, because for some reason, the queen has gone there, and now the whole swarm is there. Yeah. So she goes in, and she brings a hive, like these hives in the show, these wooden structures. 
She goes in and she knows where the queen is. She can tell from the movement of the bees. And she just scoops them up with her hands and like pours them into the hive. Okay. And then she just scoops up more of them and pours them into the hive. She's like, they won't sting me. I'm not threatening them. It's okay. And she just keeps doing it until they're all in there. And then she just closes it. That's, it's amazing. That's amazing. I bet, and this is not to say anything about this wonderful woman, but I bet she has a different smell to her. Maybe. Like, I mean, there could be and all. And she's super calm. Oh, yeah. She's way laid back. Yeah. But she looks like Barbie. Yeah. And she just scoops up handfuls of bees. No worry about it. Like, okay, I'm not trying that at home. Yeah. <laughs> You go, lady, but it won't be me. There's been bee rustling with violence. (laughs) I'm not sure why Cyrus is so concerned about Ambrose's swarm. Like, he's willing to go out and stay up all night outside waiting. I mean, I guess it's just supposed to to show how dedicated he is to bees in general. Okay, let's cover this quickly. Cyrus is in love with Hannah. Mm -hmm. Cyrus works at the meteory but doesn't do a great job. Right. Well, because the metery is a bunch of dirty test tubes in a dirty shack. We'll get to the metery. (laughs) He doesn't take the pictures. No. He falls asleep when he's waiting for the swarm and the doctor gets killed. Mm -hmm. Why is he in this episode? And why does he get the bees at the end? Because he is the illegitimate son of the heir, the real heir. Well, his... His ancestor is the illegitimate heir, and he is the most direct descendant. Do you think he gets the house? Well, we have to go. I do. I think he gets everything. I think Linda is doing the happy dance in the background. Okay. We'll cover that at the end. All right. Because if that's the case, Jude gets screwed more than I think. That's what I said. Jude screwed. That's the moral of the story. Meanwhile, Betty is now 15 and dating people. (laughs) And dressing like a little bee girl all the time. She's gigantic. She is. She is. There's a yoga flyer. I'm like, can I see that flyer? No. No. We're not going to show you that flyer, Mark. Can we talk about Reverend Brookthorpe? We've mentioned that he's played by Derek Griffiths, but we haven't talked about his anger problems. Well, I think his anger problems is because of the mail system. (laughs) So he receives a letter. Yeah. And from the Diocese of Midsummer. Yes. And on the crest is a... A badger. Because in Midsummer, Put a badger on it. Put a badger on it. Of course. We're we're making a reference to a a Portlandia skit. Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. (laughs) (laughs) So put a badger on it. Did you read the address? It's like church buildings. At church place. Yeah. (laughs) Costin. I'm like, you didn't get the job because you can't address a letter. No, that's the from address. Yeah. So he hasn't. He hasn't uh, been selected as Bishop of Costin. Yes. So he's dejected. Did he have a chance? I don't know. I don't think they want Anger Man to be Bishop of Costin. Deep voice Anger Man. Uh, later on, when he confronts Noah in the church, I have it. Uh, Which time? When he kicks him out for doing yoga or attacks him for being the devil? Uh, when he attacks him for being the devil, <laughs> the note I have is it's Yoga Gigolo versus <laughs> Church Ninja. <laughs> Yoga gigolo is great. Because Noah, the killer, when he's not killing people. He flirts with everybody. Okay, he does more than flirt. (laughs) Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He's putting it out all over the yoga mat. Yeah. (laughs) And the beehives. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't forget your water bottle. We'll get to that. He's a very hydrated yoga gigolo. It's very important for him. So Brookthorpe is a hydrated obs- yoga gigolo. <laughs> versus Church Ninja must be the angry, title. Angry, angry Church, Church Ninja. Ninja. Brookthorpe is angry because he didn't get the bishop job, right? Yeah. So then what does he do? He goes to see his GP. Yes. The Dr. Lowe. And he does the thing that he does. So he gets angry. He yells at his daughter and he does one more thing. He Hmm. looks in windows. Yeah. But why do you go to your doctor when you're sad? I don't understand that. Unless they're friends. I guess they're friends. And then he's like, she touched my hand. We're married now or something. (laughs) Dude, you are old enough to be not only her father, her grandfather. I, you know, I felt for him when he says... There's no fool. There's no fool like an old fool. He was in a vulnerable position because of the rejection from yeah. the archdiocese. He misinterpreted the situation, let himself get carried away. You okay, get, you get fine. that way when you're an old man. But then the way he treats his daughter when she comes home. He's such a jerk to her. Like, that's not very Christian, like, is it? no wonder she left. Yeah. Well, you went and saw your boyfriend first because he was supposed to pick me up at the airport. Uh, Yeah, and? (laughs) Well, plus you didn't pick me up at the airport. Well, she didn't even tell him she was coming home. But like, he doesn't even know that. He doesn't say, why didn't you tell me you were coming home? It's okay, Cyrus, I'll walk. Even though I've complained about two to two other people about not picking me up. Yeah. Oh, Cyrus, why are you in this episode? I just don't think Brookthorpe has so much to be grumpy about. And then I think he's kind of senile when he goes off on Noah. Uh, He, the darkness overtakes him. Yeah. He's ready to kill Noah. He's going to kill him. Which would be a, well, not a good thing, but at least Noah would stop killing. Yes. Well, if Brookthorpe knew that Noah was the killer and he killed him, that'd be different. But he's like, no, he's the devil. (laughs) That's why I'm whacking well, him with yeah, this, he is, this candlestick. But you don't know that. But you don't even know that. Uh, with the candlestick in the graveyard. Uh, so, speaking of Dr. Lowe, did you notice what's on her desk when she's talking to Reverend Brookthorpe, comforting no. him? No. There's a whole stack of puke bowls on her. Puke bowls? Yeah. You know those kidney-shaped basins they give you at the doctor's yes. office when you feel sick? Yeah. There's a stack of them on her desk. <laughs> like, how common is it that somebody who visits you in your surgery... Just randomly vomits. I guess it's pretty common because she's got a stack of them there. So the the whole kind of like undercurrent plot of this is that Ambrose Deddington was, um, he had cancer. No. He was diagnosed with cancer. Diagnosed with cancer. Decided he wasn't going to get conventional treatment. He was going to turn to the bees and then found out that he didn't, that it was a, a miscorrect diagnosis, but he had already started claiming that the bee stuff had cured him. So instead of correcting everybody and saying, sorry, I never had cancer in the first place, he kept on running with it, right? And, and started, he told a lot of people. Yes. And so he's like advocating for injections of bee venom as a cure for cancer. And all these poor um, people who no. have cancer are buying it and yes. doing it instead of getting regular treatments. The two people who know for sure about it, well, three, his sister, Tamara, definitely knows about it. Yes. His oncologist, who is Cal's dead husband, definitely yes. knew about it. And Dr. Lowe definitely yes. knew about it, right? Yes. So, yeah, like we said, he should be pretty sweet on her because 
she's got every piece of information to blackmail him about it. Yeah. Noah comes to town knowing that his mother died of cancer because of Ambrose. And hides it. Hides and it. works Hides it. Tamara. Works for him for quite a while. Yeah. Did he, was he already into yoga before he came or was that a role that he took on so that he could integrate himself into the hive? I don't know. Beauty it, salon it just, and fitness center. Like how, I understand. how far was he willing to go? Like, mm-hmm. I understand the reason why he waits, because he wants to do it on the solstice. Mm. And I understand some of that. I don't understand the candles. No. And they're really kind of haphazardly labeled. I'm like, dude, you could label those better. Well, okay. Let's, so let's talk about the Hive, okay? okay? The Hive is the beauty salon and fitness center and wellness cafe. Yes. That the Deddingtons run, that Tamara runs, right? Yes. Where Noah works. Yes. They've got this photo display going on for the solstice yes. from the photography club, right? Yes. All of their black and white photos of a day that's about the sun. Yes. That's kind of interesting to me. Um, I would think color photography would be just as good, if not better, anyhow. Anyhow. Then Cal shows up. Right. And Cal and Tamara are talking about the solstice. And I guess he's doing like marketing work for them. Yeah. Like he's a freelance guy or something. I guess. And she thanks him by giving him a gift. Did you see what she gave him? She gives him. It's weird what she gives him. It's a candle. Oh. For his collection. Yeah. He has a collection of candles. What? I don't know. (laughs) You don't collect candles. You burn candles. I don't know because I was in completely enthralled by the article. The article. So the article is in Midsummer Life Online. It's good to see that they're still going. Yes, because Cal shows her his iPad. That's what he's there for, right? Is to say, look at this good press coverage. And now they've moved online. Yeah, okay. uh, Did you see the other article? Mm -mm. I don't even look at it because I know (laughs) you're going to look at every single scintilla of it. The other article is Drone Ban Row Continues, which is a reference. There's an argument about drones. Yep. Hmm. Maybe because they drop knives on people. Why do they have 1,700 <laughs> on the mugs? I don't it's know. not explained at I don't know. It's on the bottles, the jars. 1,700. I don't know. But man, did they do a good job with that set. Everything is hexagonal. Everything is bee-themed. They've even got a string of bee lights. Yep. Like, it's like, bee, 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 bees all the time. So the, the sign for the hive is this beautiful, like, black matte... Like with uh, like cutaways with like, and I think that sign is actually made of metal. Yeah, it's beautiful. As opposed, think back to the Deddington crest oh, on yeah, top of the house. It's carved foam. It's carved foam. Yeah, <laughs> but like think back like ten seasons. Yeah, and what signs looked like for businesses then? Yeah. They were barely like posters taped over real signs that were actually yeah. on storefronts. Absolutely. And now we get these beautiful like, and you're right those. The jars, the water bottles, the mugs, everything there is branded and, and the, professional and, and real. Even to the production of the Midsummer Life Online, like it looks like a, a real website. Oh, well, I could play that out in InDesign in about 10 minutes well, and turn I it know, into a PDF and still, put it on an iPad. But all that physical stuff, I think, is impressive. Yeah. It's well branded. There's serious business. 1700 Why is it on the mugs? Maybe somebody can tell us if 1700 is somehow related to bees. I'll tell you why Cyrus is in the episode. He's the ultimate witness. He is the ultimate witness. He is unbiased because he doesn't know 
about what Linda's doing, trying to get him to be the inheritor of everything. At least he doesn't know the extent of what she's doing. He sleeps in a truck <laughs> so he can watch it's a bees. Jeep. A Jeep, it's, sorry. It's a Jeep. So he just happens to be around to see everybody come and go in the middle of the night yes. <laughs> when somebody's killed. And he sees like the right people going in the right places and has historical knowledge of all these people being in the village. Yeah. Like he is almost the cully of this episode. I the, can see that. If you just happen to ask me, I'll tell you something really useful. Yes. What he doesn't do very well is make mead. He drinks it. He drinks mead. He does. <laughs> but would you drink anything out of that meadery? No, no. There's some dirty old test tubes. Yeah. And dead dirty animals. old bottles. Dirt floor. Dirt floor. Fake dead pheasants. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is there's a door at the back of the room. Did oh, you see the door? At that's the back? a dangerous door, isn't it? Yes, it has an exclamation mark on it and no other text. <laughs> make me want to open it i was like what is that exclamation mark doing? I, feel like I need to know warning meanwhile i what i want is in all the scenes of all that with jude his mother running around in the background <laughs> and it's, it's sad but like you just see her go past the the grubby window yep. of the shack with a knife raised screaming ah! and she just goes out of scene and you she, don't know what she's up to the, it is we see Jude's life for maybe three days in total. Yeah. He, it's not sustainable. It's not anything. No. He, he could not live like that. No. And I understand people who are He's take doing care his of their best. parents yeah. are doing amazing work. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't know how you do it. Absolutely great. My sister takes care of my dad. I mean, he's independent, but if it weren't for her, he wouldn't be. My relatives are in another country. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With your mom. Yep. So good on him, but he's not going to be starting a mead business. No. In any real way. If he has to keep an eye on her all the time, like they need to be handcuffed together. Yeah. Because as soon as he turns his back, she's breaking into places and threatening people with knives. He gets upset with his uncle. Rusty knives. Did you see the rust on that? Yeah. Oh, he goes and yells at his uncle for reporting him to the health unit, basically. I'm like, dude, I reported you to the health unit. <laughs> Anybody should have, okay? We have had milkmen in milk floats driving around before. Have we ever had a milkman on foot find a body? I don't think so. And I was like, okay, dude, this has to be the last milkman. <laughs> He's the only milkman in midsummer. He drops... He drops his uh, his carrier of bottles. Yeah, and it shatters. Yep, it's very filmic. There's milk on the grass. Yep, it's not like blood on the highway. But what did you think of the CGI bees on Doctor Lowe? I thought it's 20 minutes into this episode. Why has someone not died yet? Oh, she's dead. Yes, I thought the CGI was pretty good on her face. Yeah, it, I thought I thought it, the bees were good. It robs us of a dead body, but Cal would have won no matter what anyway. He's yeah. super good. Yeah. No, I thought they did a pretty good job of making it look like there were bees all over her. And it, it, it skeeved me out, so it must have been pretty effective. But now it's time for Fleur to make bee puns. I don't know about that. But Fleur doesn't need to, to sink to puns. She's cleverer than that. She is. She says something about a beeline. Yeah. Do you know what a beeline is? Well, a beeline is supposedly the, the, the fastest, quickest, most direct way to get to something. You made a beeline for the drinks cart. Right. But why is it called a beeline? 
because I would assume that when a bee is found nectar or um, pollen, it comes back to the hive, does its little dance because bees dance. Mm-hmm. Say, dudes, it's right over there, and then all the the bees make a bee line to that area. That's right. The confusion that people have over it is bees actually meander quite a bit when they're looking for pollen. Like they go from flower to flower to flower. to. Fl- it's not very direct route. But when they're returning to the hive, they go the straightest path to yes. get back immediately. Yeah. And that's the bee line. Okay. Um, I, I also think that we should not in any way discuss the yoga in this episode because it's not even close to being real yoga on real yoga. Like it's just wrong, 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 wrong. It's an opportunity for Noah to grope people. He touches far too many people. He gropes everybody. Uh, he does. He is the equal opportunity yoga groper. <laughs> <laughs> My note says, who isn't Noah heading on? Men, the people he's killing. Women, animals. He's like, hey, bees, you're looking sexy today. You know? Put a badger on. <laughs> <laughs> he's willing to do anything. I don't know about winter babysitting while they go to yoga either. I have a note that says, Noah, when you're not killing people, do you do private lessons? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to kill me later, but can I have a private lesson? And I, I have to, like, it. It's meant to look this way. But Serena, the doctor, kind of looks like she's like, oh, come into my room. And she's going to do something. And she's stupid and Ambrose, too. Yeah. Like, no wonder the priest got the wrong idea. Yeah. But I don't think it's the priest. He's not a priest. The reverend. Yeah, the minister. It's not the reverend's fault. No. Noah hits on everybody. And he's just handsome enough. And just, you know, yoga master Zen hippie enough that most people fall for it. He's like, can you uh, look at my knee? (laughs) (laughs) Another note I have is, does he kill or kiss everybody? (laughs) One or the other. Stay away from him, Linda. (laughs) Just keep cleaning houses. Yep. Yeah, you know, he doesn't touch any babbages. Linda and Cyrus are are safe from Noah. So we hear Flight of the Bumblebee. Yes, of course we do. You know, you know, it had to be in there somewhere. It had to be. And it's her and her rusty knife. When Winter goes in the dark room and Cyrus is hiding. Yes. <laughs> where is he hiding? I don't know because it sounds like he flushes the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to say it. No, he looks like he's huddled under a table or something. Yeah, or weird. like he threw a blanket over himself and just crouched down like, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> You can't see me. Now, you know more about photography than I do. Yep. You, you have a, a red light yep. in a dark room because it, you're trying to not expose the photos to more light than necessary, right? Yes. You want to control the light. Yeah. So would shining a flashlight on them like that damage oh, yeah. a it photo da- that was totally being developed? Yeah. I mean, obviously he's got to do it, yeah. but that's like a murder pit, that dark room. Like yeah. you're just waiting for a body to be hanging in there. Maybe yeah. I've watched too many TV shows. I don't know. It's like the the torture shack from the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice the picture of Cal buying the milk? No. He has his hand out like this <laughs> with the milk. Straight out from his body. Straight up from it. I am buying this milk. At maximum reach. Whoever did the the cop shop boards, the, the incident, board. incident boards, wrote a lot of text. Yeah, they and did. And it's really well written. They have good handwriting. I really appreciate your work. 
I know I'm the only person who's ever said that to you in your life, but I read all the text. Your penmanship is appreciated. It is. It's very good lettering. Because we can read it. Yes. And you know lettering. Yes. As a comic guy, you know lettering. Absolutely. So Linda is convinced that the Babbages should inherit Deddington because some ancestor slept with somebody else's ancestor, and yeah, it's illegitimate, but she's got all of these things she's stolen from them. And she's not stealing, like, valuables. She's stealing documentation, like wills wrapped in ribbon and stuff. Yeah. And she says there's an incest clause in the will. Yeah. And so she's creeping around with her camera trying to get photographic evidence of Ambrose and Tamara, I, I guess. guess. And though This show has not shied away from showing incestuous relationships, no, I don't especially think, of rich people. No, I don't think they have that kind of relationship because he clearly is in love with Dr. Lowe. Yep. So I think Linda's barking up the wrong tree there. Yes. But then we get the second murder. And I, I you suspend disbelief a lot in Midsummer. Okay. You go, that doesn't work like that, but it's okay because it's for the show and I'm with it. I'm yep. down with it. But Cal's death, I just don't get it. Okay. I understand that they show him rising up in the mirror from the floor as a creepy thing. Who, Noah? Yeah. With his water bottle (laughs) of death? You know, when you're killing, stay well hydrated, guys. It's important. The amount of sexy sex he gets up to, the dude needs some water. I don't know if he ever does actually get some. He's just hitting on everybody. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, he kind of rises up from the floor. It's creepy. Yeah. But as soon as Cal walked in that room, he would go, what are you doing on the floor? Yeah. (laughs) And then he just, he picks his water bottle up. He holds it, you know, uh, by the cylinder and just donk with the end of it. Just like stamps people on their heads. (laughs) Donk. This is what we're led to believe. That at the very beginning, Noah's in, so he has a, a shack and a murder boat. Yes. Okay, so he's in the murder boat with his murder... He's a trunk full of evidence. That trunk should have evidence in here written on the top of it. Absolutely. So he's all set up in his suit. Yeah, he's got his beekeeping suit on. He's never in a car, so I guess he walks over. Yeah. Okay, he walks over, but he has to go back to his place because he forgot his water bottle. Right. So he gets his water bottle. So he's got the Gotta axe. stay hydrated. He's, he's got the... The axe and the water bottle. The axe and the water bottle. And he sets his water bottle down. This is the thing that I... Maybe he has a special holster on his... No, no, it shows it putting it on the, oh, that's on right. the ground. Yeah. He sets his water bottle down and starts to go to work with the axe. Yeah. Ambrose notices, yeah. comes running out. And so he runs away, but he picks up his water bottle. Yeah. Not the axe. Not the axe. (laughs) But he didn't want to kill Ambrose. He wants Ambrose to be the last to die, and he just wants to knock him unconscious. So if he used the axe, I think he probably would have died. Never mind the 15-minute discussion we had before the podcast about how... That water bottle would never stand up. Oh my god, it would be so wobbly. (laughs) It would be so wobbly. You'd have to hold it all the time. So Cal. Is hanging in... Oh, by the way, also with water bottles, you have to bang your ring on it. Oh, it's, all the time. all the time. Yeah. Um, Cal is hanging in the party barn. Yes. So <laughs> Cal is showing Noah around before they kissy kiss. Mm-hmm. And he says, this 
is somewhere where you could do yoga retreat, mm-hmm. which he totally could do if yeah. he wasn't killing people right. or stooping them. Right. Okay. And he takes him out to the party barn. And I'm like, party barn? What the hell is a party barn? It's a venue <sighs> where you have events like weddings and parties. It's a party room. It's not a party barn. But it used to be a barn. Why are you so hung up on the party barn? I think party barns barns great. were never party places. Well, this is a party barn now, and now it's going to be a yoga barn, and then it's Cal's death barn. Yes. And apparently Noah spends an entire week out there lighting individual candles and dripping them onto Noah's body. Yeah. Because that's the only way. He would need a vat of melting wax. And he'd have to get it above him. Yes, and pour it over in batches and like put that giant slowly. cgi wick in there that wick is hilarious yeah it's not th- that's not how fire works the wick is funny though i like the wick it's yeah, a good touch the wick is- and uh floor says he's a roman candle yes and she's right yeah Oof. when we hear roman candle we think of fireworks right it's a tube that has little flammable um, balls of, of firework material, they like fly out. like a little out. bit of gunpowder. Yeah, and they fly out and light, yeah. right? But a Roman candle is actually a form of torture from the era of Nero. Yes. He did this to Christians. He would dip them in tar and wax and all kinds of things, but leave their head and their feet exposed, hang them, not by their necks, but, you know, by some place that wouldn't kill them, and then light them on fire and use them as illumination at parties. Yes. So they would slowly burn to death. That is clearly that a is horrific a, way to die. That's a Roman candle. Yeah. Can you imagine being at one of those parties? There'd be so much screaming. It would smell bad, at least. Yeah. Burning yeah. people wouldn't smell good. No. And, and, and all the, the screaming. The screaming. Ugh. It's not my scene, that's for sure. So Sarah, They need a party barn. <laughs> Sarah has insisted that John do yoga because he can't touch his toes and his back hurts. Did you notice when she says to Winter, can you touch your toes, that he does it, but we don't see it? Yeah. Do you think it's because Winter can't touch his toes? No, because they never show ev- the full shot of anybody because it's very weird to do that. Okay. But I would think we would get to see his hands and his feet touch. There should have been an insert. Yeah. Of him touching his toes. While they're doing their yoga in the backyard, Sarah mentions their spiritual names. Yeah, I think she's goofing there, but it's not done well. It's not goofing enough because they have the same last name. Yeah. So clearly she's sort of serious about it. They kind of shoehorn that in so that we know that Noah Moon isn't Noah Moon. Yeah, later. So she's Feather Truth Miracle. Yeah. and, And John is Rainbow Miracle. Yeah, Like, they should laugh at the end of that. Yeah. So I got curious what our spiritual names would be. Oh, what are... So I looked them up. Oh, okay. Obviously, there's not one definitive source of spiritual names. Um, All of these are goofy places. So any of our listeners who happen to be pagans or something like that and take this stuff seriously, I'm not making fun of you. All the people who put these guides up for your spiritual names clearly don't know what they're talking about. But I got a good laugh out of it. Yep. So you're ready for your spiritual names? Okay, give it to me. I looked at four different sources. Okay. So we each have four different names here. Okay. Your names, and you can choose from these four. Okay. Fire wings. Fire. Oh, that's not bad. Glowing kind. Okay. Earth healer venturer. Mm. The last one is my favorite. Are you okay. ready? <laughs> I can't even read it without cracking up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think you're ready for it. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. I have to be able to read this. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Snappy the Grumpy Cosmonaut. <laughs> And that's based on like the first one is like the month you were born and then the next one. So snappy is the month you were born. Grumpy is like the date, the na- the day you were born. <laughs> snappy the Grumpy Cosmonaut <laughs> is my new comic. <laughs> you want to hear mine? Okay. <laughs> mine are just as stupid. <laughs> Beautiful healer light worker. Okay. Now you're... Sarah is a child of God, right? So Princess. Princess. Yeah. yeah. Technically, I'm princess of the babbling stream. Yes. Because I'm Sarah Brooke. Yes. That's realistically what my name is. Yeah. Enhanced mentor. Okay. That, that fits kind of. Mystic seer, giver mover. Giver mover. <laughs> giver mover. Giver mover. That's one of those that is based on the first letters of your name. And okay. since I have two last names, I get giver mover. Giver mover. And the last one is not nearly as good as Snappy the Grumpy Cosmonaut. Snappy the Grumpy Cosmonaut. I am Gaia the Crazy Stargazer. Gaia of the Crazy Gaia. Gaia. Gaia the Crazy Stargazer. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. There's a note. Well, Noah's very good at calligraphy, by the way. Yes. He's good at that. It but says, he he does like really nice signs and then mm-hmm. he haphazardly tapes them on the I tape. know, with like sticky tape. Yeah. The the note says, man produces evil as a bee produces honey, but be assured the evil man will not go unpunished. Yes. Do you know where that comes from? No. Well, only the first part, uh, man produces evil as a bee produces honey, is a quote. And it's from William Golding. Oh, okay. Who wrote Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Bees. Yes. Um, but yeah, the everything Melissa says is from Shakespeare. Yeah. She just quote Shakespeare and runs around with rusty knives. Where the bee sucks, there suck I, and a cow slips bell, I lie. There I couch when owls do cry, on a bat's back do I fly. After summer, merrily, merrily, merrily. Do you know how you collect bee venom? I don't know, and I don't know why they would, like, think it would be injectable for positive reasons. I don't know why it was originally collected, but I know one of the reasons why scientists collected it is to make an anti-venom for people who Yeah, that's have, why they collect snake venom. Right, right, right. So they needed to study it in order to make an antidote for anaphylactic shock if you're allergic yeah. to bees and to understand where the bee allergy comes from. But if you had to guess how bee venom is collected, how would you guess? Well, they would have to. And I will confirm that venom is what comes out of the stinger of a female worker bee. Okay. So you need to collect it in some sort of receptacle in which they, like, there's a membrane where they stick their stinger through and then it collects in that receptacle like they do with... So you'd, you'd trick them into stinging it? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's how you would guess? No, no. So you think scientists are one by one picking up bees and shoving their ass <laughs> into a not, membrane and squeezing not them? practical. <laughs> so I'm assuming that they're probably crushed and the venom is taken or sifted out of them. You think Ambrose Deddington would crush up a bunch of bees oh. to get their venom? He would never kill a bee. Hey, Sarah, how do you get bee venom? I have no idea. You, elect- you electrocute them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You put them on what they call a collecting frame, okay, which is made out of mesh wire that has a very low current in it, and it's on top of a sheet of glass. And when the bees are on it and they get a little bit of shock, apparently they just shoot venom. Speaking of farting, they just shoot venom, and then they can fly off because they don't lose their stinger. It doesn't kill them Oh, because their stingers are slightly barbed. That's why they stick in you and they yeah. die after they sting you. So they can they can do it over and over again, and it doesn't actually hurt oh, them. Well, that's wonderful, actually. Yeah, and it's much more scalable than yes. milking individual yes. bees would be. <laughs> Come here, bee number 54. Let me squeeze you. You're not going to get whole vials of stuff if you have to do it one at a time, I don't think. Cal is awesome in the autopsy room. Yes. He's super, like, just. I'm just impressed that Floor got the wax out of his hair. Yeah. How'd she get it out? She must have. Heated him up? He should be more shiny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you ever got wax in your hair? Yeah. And it's not good. It's hard to get out. Definitely. But I bet you his skin is supple soft. Hannah then has the worst day at work ever. (laughs) Yeah. Tamara, the, the drunk, crazy woman, is not a pleasant boss. So she has like two sips of wine and is now a homicidal drunk. Yeah, she's the cheap drunk we referred to in the mini episode. She's got a bottle yeah. that is more than half full, a glass that's more than half full. So maybe one glass of wine is gone maybe. from that bottle. Maybe. maybe. And she's not even really sipping it. And she is not only drunk, she's volatile drunk. Yeah. She's like, my boyfriend's been hitting on you, so I'm going to nudge a face off with some hot honey. Like, if you had to do that to everybody he flirted with, you need That's to have like them another line up. job. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be quite a line. Though, they're dropping dead, so the number of people he's flirted with is going down. Why does that table have restraints? I think because Tamara's planning something. She's She's got them there in advance because okay. a treatment table like that would not have restraints, just so you know. I know you probably haven't had a lot of facials. They usually don't tie you down. Okay, that's good. Jude and Winter shows up. So Hannah's having the worst day at work ever. That honey is hot. It's super hot. Super hot. So, so sad Jude and action Winter shows up. Yeah. Jude goes to the door and sort of rattles it. I'm sorry. I would have just kicked that glass in. I wouldn't even bother with the back door. She's screaming. Yeah, she's screaming. Like, Winter does the right thing. (laughs) Kicks the door in. Forget this. Like a beast mode. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Reverend's trying to kill Noah with a candlestick. It's a gigantic candlestick. Like, you are the devil. And they save him just in time, too, because he's about to whack him again with that thing. Hannah has had quite the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, come on. Don't kill the gigolo. So the next day at the Hive, Barnaby goes to talk to Tamara, mm-hmm. Tamara who's not in j- prison. I don't know why she... I, I can only guess that Hannah didn't press charges because... The cop had to break the door down. Tamara probably gotta is be some rule crying and something. Hannah feels bad for her or whatever. Anyway, Barnaby goes to talk to her and Sarah shows up mm-hmm. with the dog. Patty. With Patty. Because... Patty has eaten all the because honey. Betty has feeding him has fed him feeding feeding <laughs> has fed him two jars of honey yeah which is safe for dogs by the way I looked it up still that's gonna make a mess later on yeah it's not good for him to no. have that much no and then she just lets him go I, I don't understand that they're not at the park no I can only assume that she's like you ate all the honey you go in and buy it go on. <laughs> 
I'll be out here. So Patty runs away, and then they come back into the hive, and you know who's at the hive? Hannah. Yeah, she's back at work. Yesterday, her boss tried to kill her. Mm. Not, oh, my boss tried to kill me. He made me work four extra hours. No. No, no. Your boss tried to scar you for life. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Your boss is guilty of criminal confinement, threatening. Then with the cops, you go find your dad wandering around the graveyard with a giant candlestick. Trying to kill somebody else. Trying to kill somebody else. And the next day, back at work. I think you deserve a little PTO. (laughs) No, no. Hannah, she needs the money. She's back at the cafe, working her butt off, apparently. I was worried at first that it wasn't the next day. I was like, they opened the cafe up again (laughs) after that incident. No, it's definitely the next day. And then Melissa comes wandering through the grass. Yes, Moaning about how there's a, a hornet yeah, and about the moon. And so then we get moon as a spiritual name and we we go to see Noah's house while Noah is in the fields of death. It's, Spr- it's interesting because they're clearly, um, they're, it's like a wheat field or something like that, some kind of tall grass. And it's very brown as if it's after after the peak of summer. Yes. But it's the solstice. I don't know which solstice it is. And there are four poppies. Yes. (laughs) That have been strategically just shoved in the grass. I was like, depending on the wind and when it's blowing, that's... Going to go right back in his face. Into your mouth, dude. (laughs) Well, he's smart enough to kind of like stand up with his arms out and get the sense of the wind direction before he dumps his mom's ashes out into the wind. So we go to his house and it's a hippie pad and boat yard. Yeah. Why are there boats there? Well, I think it's he's supposed to be refurbishing that long boat. Maybe. The canal boat. The evidence boat. That's what it looks like to me. But I keep my kill kit in this boat. Yeah, it's just the Why would book. Winter even go in there? Like, there's so much hippie evidence in the other, <laughs> in, in the house. Why would he go in because there? Because he's smart enough to know that if you're going to keep your evidence trunk somewhere, it's going to be in the boat. Let's put on weird solstice outfits. Yeah, who are those dudes? They're the bee dudes. My notes say, who are the honorable dudes in the bee, of the bee in their fancy tunics? Yeah. Because they got fancy tunics. And his tunic is really old. It, like, there's a close-up of it, and it's frayed and everything. Who, Ambrose is? Yeah. Well, he's got a vest on that has bees on it. Yeah. Over a shirt and tie, under yeah. a, ca- a coat. It's weird. But the, the folks in the flat caps and the bee tunics, they're the order of the bees, I guess. And he's the master of the bees. Yes. What do you, what do you think of his staff? Um, it looked like it was bought at a... Um, wizard shop? A wizard shop <laughs> in... Disney Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't been to Glastonbury. Okay. So Glastonbury is a is a town in the southeast of England. Mm. It has two things. It has a tor, which is a tower on top of this big hill mm. in town. And it has a big music festival that happens there. Big? Yeah. That's an understatement. It's very big. Yes. The rest of the town is hippie McDippy. Yes. Like Seriously, I have never seen a collection of like new age witchcraft wizardy shops. Well, they're just making money off of the tourists that come. There's also a very beautiful abbey that was destroyed in the mm-hmm. in the Glastonbury Abbey is Glastonbury gorgeous. Abbey. Yes, and the the idea is that that when Christ came to England, 
It's a weird Anglican <laughs> thing, okay? Christ came to England. To go to the music festival. To, no. <laughs> oh, okay. He went to Glastonbury. All right. That's where he went. And there's a tree that's supposedly related to Christ. But the whole town is just full of all Spiritualists, of this Spiritualists. Yeah. Paranormally witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Which... I'm sure some people take very seriously. It's not a very and big sh- village. And I'm sure some people are making good money off of oh, tourist tap because that's what you do. I spent a whole day there. Oh, yeah. I stayed overnight in the vegan uh, Airbnb, not Airbnb, in the B&B that was vegan on the side of the tour. Did you, yeah. did you buy any witchy stuff? I didn't, but the tour was super cool. Cool. How did that even come up? Because he <laughs> lives in the hippy dippy house okay. with all the hippy dippy. So tap. Noah's real name is Lister his last name mm-hmm. and they look him up and they find because because hannah's been working there for three days and she already has access to the payroll system yeah that's why she's at work by the way yes she's a handy foil there to give them information but then tamara gets a letter yes and ambrose is gone yes and it's the solstice and instead of having young sherlock holmes on the top of a hill with a flaming arrow Yep. We're having the venerable bee procession yep. around the gazebo. Now, there's more people here than ever before. Yes. And yet um, Noah beans Ambrose, carries him to the ancestral vault. Yes. Puts him in it. Yes. Has already hooked up the wench and everything yeah, to, like, to, to ratchet like, up the, the stone that coffin. That doesn't seem possible to me. It's also strange that Ambrose filled the horn cups with the honey the day before the ceremony. So they could just sit around on a tray, apparently. Very weird. But she has to read the letter. Yes. Give his speech. Yeah. Or he dies. And it tells everything that... Yeah. Which, okay, Tamara made money from this scheme. Mm -hmm. Okay. But she could extremely easily say, I'm Ambrose. How could you, you never do had such cancer? A thing? Are you serious? She could easily, yeah, pretend lie. she never knew. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't because he's her brother and they're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. The master sends his apologies for keeping you waiting, but he's no longer fit to hold his ancient honorable position. Yes, and the the venerable bee people are like, oh, what? Yes, the master is a bad person. Why do what? they call him a master? Oh, it's just He's the bee master. <laughs> Maybe Are he should in... be King Bee. There's enough Queen Bee references. I know. So Noah is going to drown Ambrose and Honey. Like, really? Okay. I know they have to have more characters than this, but you could easily take the Ambrose and Tamara character and make them one character. And then it's Queen Bee. Ah. And then it becomes... Super interesting that way. So we have a retelling because they find Noah about to kill Ambrose. So we have the retelling of the crimes, which they do in this, mm-hmm. right? To which I have a note which says, don't forget your water bottle when you go out on your murder spree. <laughs> Stay hydrated. It's really important. Now, the first time they go in the the vault and Ambrose is telling Barnaby and Winter about how his ancestors were all mellified in the honey. Did you understand that the barrels are the full of the honey that go into that that coffin? Yes, because I'd seen the episode before. No, the first time. The first time, probably not. So the first time, I thought the ancestors were in the barrels. (laughs) 
the first time I was like, hey, we have this new podcast. I wonder if anybody will listen. <laughs> I thought his ancestors were in the barrels full of honey. And that oh. there was the the crypt, the, the oak, It's the tomb. easy to make that mistake. Because where are they? Yeah. And are we supposed to think that the same honey they used on his ancestors is in those barrels? Th- that's Because I, I think he says- Why did this they is, have the sarcophagus if there's nothing in it? I think he says that the honey in the barrels is what's left, not from- <laughs> No, 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 no. Like they had a big supply of honey that they yes. used for this purpose, and this is all that's left. Yes. Because the rest has been used on his ancestors. And because honey not, lasts a long Not time. that they like drained them off. <laughs> It's too much in the cup. Skim it off with yeah. a knife. Grandma's pickled. There's all this extra honey. Just put it back in the barrel. It'll be fine. What are we going to do with all this extra honey? <laughs> but until this viewing of the episode, I did not appreciate that there were tubes running from the barrels to the sarcophagus. Yep. And the sarcophagus looks like it's medieval. But why would there not be somebody in that? But all there's the- taps because it's waiting for him. Remember, he says a few years ago, I thought I was going to be in this thing because he thought he had cancer before I was miraculously cured by the bees. By the way, I have a sarcophagus out in the backyard now. Is it waiting for you? Yes, it's waiting for you. Do you already have it up on the winch and everything ready to go? Do you have your barrels set up with the taps? Yeah, it's maple syrup. It's maple syrup, obviously. (laughs) You're Canadian. It can't be honey. It's maple syrup. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to keep that in mind. Make sure that before I go to the dower house, they put you in in the barrel. So then Noah says something that Cal is also culpable. Mm. Okay. Because he knew. Because his husband told him, by the way, Ambrose doesn't really have cancer. It was a mistake. Uh, but we're going to keep letting him uh, pretend that he had cancer and it was cured so we can have this awesome house with a party burn. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that's not a reason to kill somebody. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Now, if there had been a scene in the flashback, maybe, where we saw Cal talking to Noah going, can you believe I have this house? Like, do you know how I got this house? This yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Do you know Ambrose never even had cancer? Like, yeah. don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. That would be different. But as far as we know, it really was his husband's secret, and he just happened to be privy to it. I guess. Didn't participate in it. Though knowing that, he is still working for Tamara and helping market their bee wellness business. Yeah. He is kind of complicit. Noah does the shuffle in the yes in the tomb. He's like, I'm not here. I'm going to hide behind the door. And as soon as they walk in, I'm going like, ha ha! And I'm going to run out. I'm going to close the door and take off running to the biggest beehive ever. And then I'm going to trip in my sandals. Yep. Now, the first time, did you think that big bee stone was going to fall on him? Yes. Because it should. It should. I don't understand how this tower is supposed to be one giant beehive. I don't either. Because it doesn't work that way. No. Unless it's that cave in Turkey. Maybe. Where it's one beehive. But he bumps into it so hard that he wakes up all the bees and they come pouring out and attack. Like nobody's ever touched that tower before. I guess. Was he running that fast? Wouldn't that knock him out if he hit it that hard? And suddenly, with a head injury, Ambrose is up and grabbed the... No, Cyrus. Cyrus. Cyrus Cyrus to the rescue. Yes. Because he is the real bee master. Yes. So he's always there. Who's the gatekeeper then? Cal, because he left it open. Ah! (laughs) 
He's there with the smoker to allay the bees so they yep. don't kill him, so he can be arrested in his sandals. Your master must fly. Don't follow me. Cyrus is your new master. <laughs> you imagine if they did follow him? He goes to the local Costin jail, and there's just bees everywhere. And then he goes to trial, and there's bees everywhere. <laughs> My favorite is you with your yoga bendiness. Get in the back of this car. Yes. I'm just imagining the judge, you know, and the barristers and their silks and their wigs and there's bees all over. And they're like, don't say anything Cyrus bad about him. Cyrus is now the bee king. <laughs> the jury is like uptight going, if we if we say he's guilty, will we get attacked by the bees? <laughs> like, are they going to get us? <laughs> Two mm. people are dead. One person was almost murdered with honey. Everybody's sleeping with everybody else. No, just Noah. There's secrets (laughs) everywhere. Jude's probably running after his mom somewhere. Hey, let's go have a pint. Because it's pint and a pie night. Yeah. I want to go to pint and a pie night. I want to go to pint and a pie night. (laughs) It sounds so awesome. Yep. Okay, best corpse. (laughs) Nice corpse. Well, it's got to be Cal because we barely see Dr. Lowe without CGI. Yeah, she's just laying in the grass and they CGI'd the bees. All right. After the credits, Noah, Tamara, and Ambrose all off to jail. Yes. Right? The Babbage's Cyrus gets the bees. Yes. Does Cyrus get the house? I don't think so. I think Jude gets the house, or at least I'd like to hope Jude gets the house. The question is, is who is Ambrose going to hand it over to? He's not dead. No. So he gets to decide who's going to take care of it. Yeah. While he's in prison. And I don't even think Ambrose is going to prison forever. I really hope Melissa gets some help. I know. She needs it. Are Hannah and Jude still a thing? I hope so. What did you think about his response when Tamara's like, she's been making out with Noah and he's untying her. He's kind of believing it. I'm like, dude. Don't you believe listen, what the drunk lady says. Like drunk lady with who just tried to kill your girlfriend is saying this. And your girlfriend is like, it's not true. Yeah. And she does a really good. She's convincing. Yeah. She means it. And plus Noah is like, I just kill people. I don't. I, I don't actually sleep with anybody. I just yeah. pretend I'm going to, to lure them to their death. I think Jude believes her and they stay together. I hope so. And maybe they can assign the reverend to look after Melissa. Maybe. I think they'd get along. If they don't go crazy at the same time, they'll be good for each other. Maybe. They can be friends and, and help each other out. Yeah. But if he decides she's the devil, it's probably good. some trouble. Yeah. They're both a little lally. Maybe she gets to move back into the dower house. Maybe. With the party barn. Since nobody's there anymore. This is where a human candle was. Yeah. Party barn. <laughs> there's a little wax on the floor still. Sorry. And that's everybody. Yep. I nope. mean, there's nope. Linda. Yeah. She goes to jail. <laughs> Linda? Yeah. Linda doesn't go to jail. What did Linda do wrong? She blackmailed people. It's illegal. No, no she was trying. But the people she was blackmailing are all killers or fraudsters. I, I guess. They're not going to charge her. I hope Noah not only goes to jail, but sues uh, Ambrose for wrongful death. I don't think he can because his mother chose that treatment of her own free will. It wasn't forced on her. You can't, And you can't say she wasn't going to die of her cancer anyway. I don't think you'd get anything from that. I guess. I mean, I understand why you say that, but I don't think it would work. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sting of death. Yes. 
Next week, 126. No, not next week. The week after next, May yes. 30th, it drops. We will be back. Uh, with bated breath. And the episode, the mini episode is called The Fittest Winter. <laughs> He's always been the fittest winter. He certainly is fit in that episode. He He's can, running all over the place. He can touch his toes. Yep. Uh, you can find Midsummer Maniacs on Twitter, Instagram, and email. We also post on the Facebook groups. For Midsummer Acorn and the subreddit and anywhere else you find maniacs. If you're listening or watching on YouTube or go to YouTube or have YouTube or have never been to YouTube, please go to YouTube, like and subscribe <laughs> and hit the bell. It helps our videos. That was a good rap, Snappy the Grumpy Cosmonaut. <laughs> good job. You wrapped it up well. We'll see you in two weeks, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. Bye, maniacs. Enhanced mentor, Mr. It, it will be all over when you listen to this. <laughs> and I may delete this out of the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> but if they win tonight, I know it's because you sent your energy back in time. Yes.